Awesome. Hello and welcome to this Sarah Sarah Bone, the Sarah Explains It All podcast. (laughs) I'm super excited to talk today, clearly. I have got the wonderful Masha with me today and she is going to introduce herself in a moment, but I'm just super excited to have you on with me today. Thank you so much, Masha. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to chat with you today. Fabulous. Can you give us a little bit of a background? Tell us who you are. Yeah, so my name is Masha Borisova. I am a holistic integrative health coach. Um, Right now, I am working on helping women in their 30s improve their body image and relationship with food, diet, exercise, and how they look, their reflection in the mirror. So, yeah. Amazing. I know many, many women who could benefit from some of your top tips and tricks. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about how to become the best version of yourself today. And I'm super excited because I always like to have tips on how to become the best version of myself. So do you want to get us started? Do you want to Why did we talk about this topic? What brought you to this topic that you love and are so passionate about it? Well, I think, I mean, becoming the best version of yourself, you hear it a lot in different ways, you know, on on social media and especially with the new year, you know, new year resolution, I want to, you know, lose weight or, um, you know, improve uh, my diet or exercise. But a lot of people don't really understand why they want to do it. I think the first question you should ask yourself is why do you want to become the best version of yourself? Um, For me personally, there's a couple motivators why I keep evolving and growing and challenging myself every year of my life is, um, first of all, I'm not a mom yet, but I plan on being one in the future. And I I think it's important to have a parent that is happy with who they are. um, So we don't put our um, baggage and our own issues, uh, ancestral issues on our children. So I'm like doing the work before I even have kids. I think it's important as as mothers, as fathers, as well as people in general. Um, Another a reason to be the best version of yourself is knowing your own your own truth so you can be happy throughout your life uh, versus other people allowing themselves or allowing them to to determine what makes you happy whether it's having a big home whether it's being uh, two sizes smaller than you are or fitting in that size pair of jeans that you wanted to fit into whether it's you know having a super seven figure business you know i think the the, the first step is to start with asking yourself why you want to achieve those things and um, just get to know yourself more i think that's where the, the start needs to be when you are thinking about becoming the best version of yourself. I hope that made sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. And I think it's about being really honest. So you ask yourself why, for example, a woman wants to lose weight. Why? Why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Because I want my husband to find me attractive. Why? Because I don't think he finds me. So, you know, it's not just about the losing weight. It's because she wants to improve the relationship with her husband. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times I think we we 
we will take the first like surface why but I think Mm -hmm. going deeper we may actually come to realize that it's not anything to do with the first why at all it's actually three or four or five levels deeper the genuine truthful reason truthful why that we have um and I just think it's so important for women and men and humans to do this work for themselves because we do take on a lot of different identities um, because we have so much out there showing us social media, um, Instagram influencers and all of this stuff. We just want to be them. Um, And we can lose ourselves along the way. And when you become a mom, you're going to lose yourself. We Mm -hmm. all do, you know, because you were a single person. I was Sarah. And then all of a sudden I was Audrey's mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so having the tips and the tricks and having started that journey will only help you get back to yourself much quicker, I think. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's, um, yeah, doing the, I don't want to say doing the work. It sounds like who wants to do more work in life, right? But like taking time and um, time and effort on, on doing things for yourself. I, I keep seeing that actually more and more on, on my friends on social media in general, you know, like uh, this new year, I'm going to do more things for myself, which I, I think is important. It's not, I think, especially moms, I'm not a mom yet, but you can probably agree with this that, you know, it's, it's sometimes we feel selfish as women to do things for ourselves versus putting our children first, our partner first, our clients first, right? We, we put ourselves last for some reason, that's how we're conditioned as women, right? To take care of everybody else. But, and then we, we, we end up in a position where we, we feel exhausted. We feel frustrated. We feel angry and it reflects on your family. So we're not serving anybody by not prioritizing ourselves, whether it's health, whether it's doing things that give you pleasure. You know, I think a lot of people forget to have fun to just, you know, go with their kids and just jump on a trampoline or I don't know, go to a, to a, I don't know, place snowball fight or something fun like that. Just be, go back to what you felt you were having fun before you had kids. I think it's important to remind yourself of that, that even though you're a mom and a wife and a business owner, it doesn't stop you or um, does not allow you to stop having joy in your life and, you know, having fun. And I think, you know, what what is fun? It can evolve. You know, for me, fun is having a coffee in a coffee shop, reading a book on my own or going to a museum or walking through London like that is fun for me, whereas fun for someone else could be going to the skate park or getting some new roller skates and going roller skating. So it's about remembering and trying new things to see what else can be fun for you. Because our cha- we change, don't we? As we grow, we, we do evolve, I suppose, or our tastes evolve. They change, they grow. Um, so what is some tips that you use to help yourself remember the fun and remember who you truly are? Are there any sort of routines or activities that you like to tap into and that you help your clients work out their own routines and, and techniques, rituals to do? Uh, it's not going to be a very exciting answer, but writing <laughs> 
writing your your stuff down, taking a, a journal. Um, I see a lot of involvement. Yeah, I don't know if, if you're one of those people, but I have like five or six journals that I write in um, different parts of my life. And it's almost like putting pieces together, like three, four, five, six years later, I look back at where Masha was, my mental state, my physical state, you know, and all these questions, all these frustrations and hesitations I had. It's, it's amazing to see how you are led by the higher power or the universe, um, always in the right direction. And sometimes we don't understand what it is, right? But for me, I think it's important to communicate with yourself, whether it's meditation. For me, it doesn't work as well when I, when I meditate. It's more like communication with the universe, which is within us, right? But when you write down your, on the journal, I feel like it's almost like conversation with your ego a little bit. So um, I, love, I, I love doing that. Um, and as far as, as far as having fun and naturally, I always was drawn to dance. So uh, since I was a little girl, I love dance and I love art. And I, I'm making more time to do that. Um, this year, you know, using different uh, methods of whether it's painting with acrylic or, um, you know, sketching stuff out. I used to be a fashion designer, so I always had that creative bone in me. So I know art and dance, that is uh, closer to Masha, who Masha really is, my, my soul and my heart. And my tip for you is to ask your mom or your dad or friends from childhood or maybe look at photos of yourself or videos if you have of yourself when you were a child what were you doing you know maybe you have certain certain memories um, that you for for you for example Sarah what do you remember when you were a child what did you really enjoy and have fun with uh, I read a lot I was a very <laughs> solitary child I rode horses not really <laughs> going to get back on a horse at this time um yeah, I, I, I was more of an adult than a child when I was a child, I think. I, that is something that I'm working really hard on this year is getting back in touch with my inner child. The job I do at school is always really, is really helpful for that because I have to do, I, I lead interventions using Lego and we use plastic play people and we play games and I'm not, I was never one of those children. So for me, my true happy space is getting lost in a really good book. Um, as you were saying, you know, drawing and art and dance. Yeah, those would not be mine either. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's I, every time. Yeah, yeah. But my husband was um, he was he did ceramics at university. So being that creative side is mm -hmm. really big for him. For me, I think things that I love to do, um, I love singing really loudly and really off key, but I don't care because it makes me feel happy. <laughs> and also yep. just getting up early and just having time to myself. I don't have to feel guilty for not doing something with Audrey or Jamie or what, or going to the gym, whatever. If I get up early, I can enjoy my nice cup of coffee read a book and that really sets me up for the day whereas for some people they may find lots of joy in going for a run or like you said dancing or drawing you know there's so much we can do nowadays and it is I think it's a great tip to look back at your childhood and see what it was that you liked 
doing because chances are you haven't done it since childhood and you probably will really like to do it again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And if you maybe don't remember or you didn't have a very pleasant childhood, which I know several people, it was, it was rough. You know, I think uh, you can always get to know that inner child. And that's something I do with my clients. That's very important part of the work we do to, first of all, get to know yourself from that perspective, but also develop compassion um, for yourself. So you don't put yourself down if you don't find something that you like yet, whether it's the foods that you like to eat, the exercise, the, you know, hobbies. I feel like a lot of people are stuck that I know, like, I want to find a hobby, but I have no clue where to start with, like, just start somewhere. You know, go to the local craft store, go to the, I don't know, there's a lot of meetups online now, maybe not in person because of COVID, Um, but there's a lot of more productive things. And I don't want to shame or, you know, put anybody down who is on, on like social media, scrolling all day. That's okay as well. Give yourself permission to do that. But also um, it's important to, to get to know yourself on another way, you know, the deeper way um, by trying different things, by being creative versus just consuming and consuming content and other things, you know, from news, from social media, I think it's important to to try something, to do something with your hands, your voice, all the five senses, you know, get them engaged. Yeah, I love it. And also, I suppose for people like me who may have had more of a solitary childhood and didn't wasn't very active or didn't play as much. What's to stop us from going out and buying a board game and playing now, you know, like just revert back. I would need to revert mm-hmm. back about 30 years <laughs> to become a 10 year old again, but just revert back and just play. And if you have a child, get on the floor and play with them. I mean, actually, as much as I say, I don't like Lego, I really quite like Lego. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like building it with the kids. So even just choosing one activity that a child that you may have liked as a child and just dabbling in it and trying it. And also to be aware that what you do today may not serve you tomorrow. So having a toolbox of other things, you know, you said meditation doesn't really work for you for this instance, whereas journaling and I'm similar, like I only ever really meditate during Christmas time because it's so busy. And I know that my brain likes that. Whereas Mm -hmm. I journal all the time or I use tarot cards or whatever it is. So having a toolbox of things to use and utilize when you need them is so important, I think. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Another tool I just thought of just looking outside my window is nature. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to travel to another country, just start discovering your own neighborhood, your, your own cities around you. I think it's, I love exploring, you know, different locations and I go on walks with my dogs every single day and sometimes listen to podcasts like this, but also, um, just like by myself, me and just the, the, the sound of, of the trees, you know, in the wind or the river, I think nature can be such a good teacher to teach us to 
to how to just be present and be still right now, you know, and enjoy that sunshine on your face versus thinking about, you know, what, what am I going to make for dinner or all these check boxes I have to go through this today. And um, I th that's another tool, just engage more with nature. And if you have pets, I think they're the greatest teachers, animals. Um, do you have a pet, Sarah? Uh, yeah, I, we have a dog. She's called Olive. She's a cockapoo. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I have an Australian Shepherd. She's 12, almost 13. Uh, acts like a puppy still, Sydney. And then we have Lucy, a French bulldog. She's almost, she's going to be four next week. So yeah, those are my great, greatest teachers because they just, just have fun, always excited, always want to go for like, just very good you know, to, to engage in playfulness with them, um, or unconditional love. I, I, I love, I love dogs and cats and just pets in general. They can teach us so much. Yeah. And I mean, I, I go back to the example of kids cause I'm in a primary school. I had a year one pass me today and she goes, do you know, I just love you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, it's, you know, and, but to see them through their eyes and experiencing and learning and, you know, they did um, fruit kebabs, you know, a couple of months ago. And just to see the kids and their eyes are lighting up just with the experience and the texture and the taste and the smells. And it is really nice to be able to, as you say, go back to your inner child and to, mm -hmm. to see the and, and to watch your dogs like Olive running around, rolling in the grass and just having the best time. Kids are also very similar to that, I think. And it is great. They mm -hmm. are all both of them are great. Um, what's the word? Educators, teachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. So we've talked about journaling. We've talked about revisiting your inner child. Nature is also a great one, as you said, um, because I find it so calming and grounding, mm -hmm. you know, just to be in just outside barefoot. If you can, maybe not now, definitely not where this late I was speaking to a woman in um Vancouver 14 inches of snow no thank you <laughs> no I keep my boots on for that but if you can get outside and have your feet on the ground you know I find that super um relaxing and settling <laughs> in a way it's extremely um, good being barefoot it's extremely relaxing and research shows for your nervous system you know because we're connecting to mother earth we we come from mother earth so the the closer we are to it like my dream is, is to move to a rural house i think i told you we're house hunting right now for a property outside of the city i don't i'm not the person that wants to be in the hustle and bustle i lived in new york los angeles I visited major cities. No, thanks. I'm more like that rural girl. I never thought I would be, you know, into living like a village style with maybe a chicken coop in the back and like fresh baked bread and, you know, apples from my orchard. To me, that's heaven because it's closer to, to earth, you know, and I want the same for my kids. I want them to dig in the dirt. I want them to be outside most of the day. That's where I was, where I come from, Eastern Europe, from Ukraine. That's what we did. We, we as school was, the school was over at 3 p.m. and I didn't come back home until like seven or eight. So I was outside the whole time, you know, and we, we engaged more with our, with each other, with, with, I just wish the same for like my boyfriend's boys, you know, just children in general, because they're so, I see so much attachment to electronics and iPad and 
I don't know if your child has the same connection, but it, it almost breaks my heart because I can see so much humanness that is not there anymore, you know, and I'm like, let, let's, I always take them out for walks with me and, uh, you know, we take them on vacations and we just, we just kind of encourage them, sometimes push themselves to, to, to go with us outside and just experience the world life versus being in this alternative reality. It's very difficult, I think, because iPads and things like that, they do open up a world of education because there are so many great educational games and things like that on it. The problem is the monitoring and the managing of screen time, you know, and screen time is Mm -hmm. an iPad, a Kindle, a, a phone, a mobile, a cell phone, television, you know, there are all of these things. And as a busy parent, when you're trying to get things done and you have an only child, it's very challenging to manage that because you're like, well, I need to do this. I can't have my eyes in the, in the back of my head. I've taken all of these, but what is she going to do? You know? And so it is an interesting conundrum, I believe, because we as parents always say she needs less screen time. She needs less screen time and you do work on it. And I almost wish that you know, I didn't grow up with Facebook and Instagram and social media. I'm pretty sure the internet didn't hit my house till I was 13. And, you know, it would just be so nice to almost shield our children from it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I being outside is such a great way to take them away from those screens and things like that. I mean, Audrey, my daughter is outside all the time. She does love being outside when the weather's okay. It's not been that Mm -hmm. great today. That's the only challenge we have here in England is the weather's not always brilliant, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we do try to get outside for sure. Yeah. Now, is there anything else, any other tips that you have for us to, to become the best version of ourselves? Well, I actually wanted to discuss more of the power of nature. You mentioned it's grounding, it's calming, but I think also it could be a great teacher for us. I don't mm-hmm. know if we spoke about it before, but seasons change as as we know. I'm sure in London there's there's more of the fall winter season. I don't I've never been <laughs> just London, more so winter, but yes. <laughs> But yeah, usually like in in places like Colorado, for example, where I'm from, or I live right now, we have pretty traditional seasons and all of them, uh, I try to embrace each beauty of of each season. And I think it's a lesson from from mother nature that we change, everything changes, including us and our bodies. And uh, that's the topic I'm just really passionate about for, for women to remind them that they're not supposed to stay the same all their lives. You know, we have kids, we give birth, our bodies carry humans, you know, we deliver, we breastfeed them. There's so many changes and transformations that we go through. And I think it's, it's almost like, um, it's, it's very hard to, to put that ultimatum on ourselves that I have to get in a certain shape after I give birth, or I have to be a certain way to look in my wedding photos. Right. Um, I think it's important to nothing wrong with evolving and becoming the best version of yourself, but it's also important to give your grace and compassion to give yourself time to get there. You know, cause I went through a lot of transformation myself. Um, and you know, I used to be a weight loss coach. Now I'm heading as we are all transforming every single day, more into healthy body image guide, because I want to help 
women embrace any part of their life they're in and still continue to better themselves. You know, you don't have to, like, sometimes we gain weight for no reason. You know, that's just hormones. Sometimes it's hormones and we try to find what is that thing that is, you know, is it my relationship? Is it my environment? Is it the food that I'm eating? Am I over-exercising? But to be frankly honest, there's sometimes there is no reason why. And it, you, it's very hard for women to accept that and be okay with that. You know, um, I don't know if you, if you understand, <laughs> if, if you see what I'm talking about when it comes to that. Women are cyclical, right? We have seasons within our body and every month we have four different seasons and that's what I teach with our menstrual cycle awareness so I think it is very important for women to give themselves grace because we don't have the same energy levels every single day our hormones go up and down and therefore our energy levels go up and down you know and again because we aren't taught this information as children or as young adults when we do come into our menstrual cycles we beat ourselves up about it because we think that we should be pushing, pushing, pushing all the time and having the same results, but it's just not going to happen, you know? And I think there are certain times in our month where we will have way more energy and that's brilliant. And there are certain times in the month where we are just going to need to take a break and rest. And you need to give yourself grace and permission to do that because a lot of times we try to be way too masculine and we don't do that. And we push and we push and that ends up in hormonal imbalance. It ends up in burnout. It ends up in us not being the best version of ourselves in any way, shape or form. We'll have really bad menstrual cycle at like periods or our bleeds won't be very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole host of reasons and things mm-hmm. that happen if we don't just give ourselves grace and realize we're cyclical, not linear. You know, we don't have the same. And so, yes, I completely understand. And it completely resonates because I definitely suffered with that being a type A, recovering type A. I wanted to do the same things every day, do my to-do list, tick it all off. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. I was on my bleed, I would be really annoyed at myself because I couldn't go do a spin class or whatever it was. Um, So, yes, I completely understand. And I think so many women will resonate with that. And it's a beautiful, beautiful sort of way to bring it home to ourselves for us to remember that we Mm -hmm. do know best and Mm -hmm. life happens. We evolve, we change and we don't have to be the best version of ourselves. 20 pounds lighter. We need to be the best version of ourselves as we are today. Exactly. And sometimes we gain weight, you know, sometimes like with COVID, we just spoke about before we started the recording, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm going to put it out there. I am a weight loss coach, but I gained weight after COVID because my, I couldn't taste or smell or anything, you know, so my senses were off and I gave myself grace, you know, for a few months to, to get back into my normal routine. You know, it's, it's, it's important to do that instead of turning on your inner bully and start self-sabotaging like, oh, well, I gained 10 pounds. So I'm just going to allow myself to eat whatever I want. I'm not going to screw exercising. I'm not going to be active. I'm just going to put myself in my little corner and shame myself. I think that's the worst thing women do to themselves. And even if they're in the best shape of their life, you know, I'm sure you can relate 
another woman listening to this, they saw photos of, the, of themselves from 10 years ago. And like, oh my gosh, I was really skinny. I looked really, you know, really good in that bikini or whatever that is or wedding photo. And then at that moment, they didn't feel that way. You know, so I think it's important to flip that, that belief, that thought in your head, you are okay the way you are right now, you know? And yes, you might get slimmer, you might get more toned, but that your body is just a small part of who you are. You're so much more than that. And, you know, it's a, I think it's important to go through life with making yourself feel good in any situation, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, kids, no, because kids will go away, they'll move out, right? Husband might divorce, or you know, your your career, you know, you might the clients might might not sign up. So what what is going to happen after that? Is going to be the end of the world? Is it the end of your life? No, you still got yourself, and I think it's important to do that to find always that inner power inside yourself to keep going through through any situation in life and I think body is the last thing we need to worry about I think it's there's so much more to life than that yes well as you said we will evolve you know the the body and the woman I am at 40 is not the body and the woman I was at 20 you know and I think you're right we need to the body comes and goes we need to be stable and happy and content with who we are on the inside because that will show on the outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Now, as we draw to a close, I was wondering if you had a period positive story that you would be willing to share with us. Because as I said, when we chatted before, this did start out as a menstrual cycle awareness podcast. And I love bringing to light positive stories because we very rarely hear them <laughs> so take it away positive story about me having uh during my menstrual phase of so the just cycle. any positive story that you have about having a period so whether that is that it's helped you to connect with your body more mm -hmm. or you know, that having a, having a bleed shows that you have a healthy cycle and you have a healthy body. If there's uh, anything I was, that yeah. I thought of something right away. So when I was in my twenties, 23, I was experiencing or experimenting, excuse me, with a lot of different diets and cleanses. And they did that cayenne pepper, lemon water, bullcrab diet, uh, where you just drink, drink water for five days or seven days. Oh. And basically, Basically, that stopped my period for two months, and I did not feel my best. I didn't have a lot of energy, a lot of fatigue. I just didn't feel like myself. I actually gained weight. Um, my body was freaking out because I was not getting any nutrients, any nurture. So when I got back my period two months, two and a half months later, that was a blessing, you know, because I knew my body's healthy. And every single month, when I have a, a bleed or I don't feel it as, you know, oh my gosh, another thing to take care of. That's actually an indicator that my body is uh, functioning the right way. And I still have an opportunity to become a mom and I'm a healthy woman, you know? And yeah, sometimes I have cramps and everything else, but I think that is something that our body gives us signals to, to rest, right? Just tune into what your body's trying to tell you. Um, but for me, bleeding cycle means you're a healthy, beautiful, thriving woman. So yes, absolutely. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to share all of your social media links in the show notes. 
but would you like to let everyone know where you are on the internet so they can get in touch and they can follow you? Yeah, of course. So I do have a page on Instagram. It's at your guide Masha. It's M-A-S-H-A. And um, I do have a Facebook uh, page as well. It's the same, your guide Masha. Um, and I have a, a little podcast I'm working on. It's called The Masha Show. And mostly I talk about different myths on, on weight loss and just um, healthy body image and all the, all the other stuff, I think, related to this. Also about different menstrual phases of, of our cycle and um, yeah, all of that good stuff. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I am I'm so glad that you were able to join me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,